0: everyday guy living in the middle of the country I'm not a politician nor do I aspire to be one I care about you I care about your friends and your family as well as my friends and my family during these trying times it become so polarized I like to look at things objectively with an idea of progress in mind bringing a solution and not just a problem hoping that one day I won't feel so blue in this red stain. Hello, this is Eric Garrison. I'm feeling blue in a red state. Um, sorry, it's about a couple days late. I've been a little under the weather. You're probably gonna be able to tell a little bit. My voice is still a little stuffy, but we're going to power through it. Um, I hate to sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but it it's it's gonna it's gonna because um, a lot of the stuff in the news here recently is yet again we've got police misconduct, we've got police brutality. Um, there was a, uh, an instance in Butler, t- Butler Township. I'm not real sure of the state or whatever, but this just happened just last week um, where an officer, this woman uh, was not resisting. She was not doing anything wrong. And they were just there to serve her a trespass anyways. And uh, she ended up being punched by one of the officers three times in the face. Three times in the face. Um, then the... You know, of course, she, uh, you know, called the media and called, you know, called a lawyer because I don't know. I don't know about anybody else, but I don't think a woman should ever get punched three times in the face by a male cop um, or any cop for that matter. But definitely not a male one. I mean, who is twice her size Um, when when called the police? um, Of course, the police refused to comment. And then they put only one of the two officers the one that actually did the punching there was two officers there only one of them did the punching but um they only uh put him on paid administrative leave paid paid administrative leave and the other cop faced no repercussions even though he basically witnessed an assault and did nothing about it which um obviously would be considered a dereliction of duty i would imagine but um you know we don't hold we don't hold the cops accountable anymore and that's kind of what i want to talk about today is police and and them being held accountable and who is it that's supposed to hold them accountable and how do we get accountability within the police Now I've talked to a lot of people about police reform, and uh, you know, what what is it that we want our police to look like? What is it that how is it that we want them to behave? Because, as much as I think that they do a poor job, it is unfair to you know have expectations, but uh, but not tell them what they are. They, to be fair, I think we need to lay down the rules, the and and the expectations of what we want out of our police. Um, and we need to get them all in writing and we need to give them to them and say, this is how we would like you to behave. Now I know it sounds crazy to do this to the police because you know, we think that they make the rules, but that's not really the case because let's think about what their job is. Really? Their job is they are paid for by us to keep us safe and do, um, to uh, make sure that people don't violate it. the laws that we, the, you know, the things that we deem against the law, that's their job. They're, it's not the other way around. So I think police reform is going to, it it's going to be a horse of many colors uh, because I think there are a lot of places that it needs reformed. Um, when I've talked to other people regarding police reform and uh, what, what, what they kind of think needs to be done. I get I get an array of answers, but the one thing that I hear from almost everybody is accountability. We want the officers, when the, when they do something wrong or they do something bad, we want them held accountable. Almost everybody I talk to says it. They say that. Now they have other things that they differ on from other people, but the one thing that everyone has in common is police accountability. And I get it. I mean, it makes sense that that we would want accountability within our, within our police because, you know, they're the ones that are paid to keep us accountable to our laws. So it only makes sense that we would want them to be held to at least the same standard as us. And one could argue that because of the authority they're granted, they should be held to a higher standard, which is where I'm at. Now, no, I get it. Um, they're underpaid, some of them. I mean, they're not that underpaid. Um, Not like teachers, but they are underpaid, I guess. Um, They are, um, they say the job is dangerous, but it's not really that dangerous, not anymore. And in fact, it's not even, I don't even know if it's even in the top. I know it's not in the top 20. I don't know if it cracked the top 25 most dangerous jobs, but I mean, there's a lot of jobs that are way more dangerous than... uh, than, uh, being a police officer these days. And most of you the listen, work one of those jobs. I mean, you're, we're talking like a, a gas station worker or a bartender or, um, a tree trimmer, uh, factory worker. I mean, all these jobs are more dangerous than being a police officer. More people die on the job doing these jobs than, um, than being a cop. Uh, so, I mean, they can get the fuck out of here with that officer safety bullshit because it that that's really annoying because, and you know what? I'm getting off topic here. Uh, that that uh, will get discussed here in a little bit. But um, So accountability, what does accountability look like? What does police accountability actually look like? Well, we don't really know, do we? Because we've never actually seen it. Um, I can tell you what it doesn't look like. What it doesn't look like is them doing their own investigation and then clearing themselves from any wrongdoing and then making a statement, and then that's the end of the day. Oh, and why they're doing the investigation, said officer who committed a possible infraction it gets put on paid administrative leave. They don't ever get arrested. They don't ever have to make bail. They don't have to do any of that. They just get put on paid administrative leave now this officer in particular this guy that punched this woman three times in the face um not only did he do that in front of another cop um but he also got put on paid administrative leave he did not get arrested did not get charged with anything and they're doing they're conducting their own internal investigation which how do you think that's going to end up I do, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how that's going to end up. They're going to clear themselves from any wrongdoing. They're going to say she resisted, or or whatever. They're, they'll have they'll have an excuse for why he did it, and there will be zero accountability. And that is what the people overwhelmingly are begging for. You know, they want um, the police to be held accountable. Um, to me. It, it does, in this case especially, it does bother me that only the officer, only the one officer got, you know, suspended or whatever, paid administrative leave. I guess it's hardly a suspension. But why, why didn't that other officer get in trouble too? Because he really should have done something or said something to... um it, he should have helped the other officer de-escalate. He, I mean, if it's your partner, you know when he's getting ready to fly off the handle, you need to be there, jumping in, and you know, call, either calming him down, or if he does, if it does get to the point where he does punch him, you, you need to be the, you need to arrest him, at the very least, report him, which neither happened, of course. This cop faces no charges. All he faces is a possible uh, infraction on his jacket. That's it. That's it. Now, it's hard saying if this was racially motivated, um, but it is worth mentioning that, of course, the woman was black and both the officers were white. Um, I don't know if it was a cop having a bad day or if it was a racially motivated crime. I don't know. I won't speculate and we'll find out more as more information comes out about it. But you know, she, this woman's pissed off and I don't blame her because I mean, he punched her directly in the face three times. Like it wasn't like they weren't like, you know, like body shots to get her to cooperate or whatever square in the face three times. And she was just asking questions like what, why am I getting a, you know, all, all it was, all they were there to do was trespasser for McDonald's, you know? Uh, and, she gave him her name, and then the cop said, I didn't get your name, give me your name again. And she's like, No, I gave it to you already. And then that that should have been fine. That should like it the encounter should have been over at that point. Like she wasn't under arrest until she refused to give her name again for the second time. But then that's when this all happened. Like she was like, No, I don't I'm not gonna give you my name again. I've already given it to you once, you know. <laughs> So she'd already done what she was obligated to do, and and yet still, it it came to this. Cops had a bad week last week. They also killed um, another black person. They killed a black person um, in California. He was a school teacher, by the way. He wasn't a thug, wasn't a criminal, or whatever other narrative the right tries to push. He was a school teacher. Um, he was, um, they thought he was somebody else. I think it was a case of misidentification, but you know, it came, it got down to the point where they fucking shot him. He's dead too. I mean, they killed him. And then, and then there was another instance and I believe it was in California too. Another white officer shot another, at least this one didn't die, but got shot. You know, he's in in, in the hospital from getting shot. We, I have an idea. And it's relatively, um, I know a lot of people in this country think that all of our cops need to be armed with guns. But in other countries, it's not so. In other countries, a lot of the cops don't have guns. In fact, in other countries, a majority of the cops don't have guns, which I think is a reason why they don't kill a 1,000 people a year like ours do. If you think about it and you look at gang violence numbers, there's no gang out there that commits a thousand murders a year, um, except for the police. <laughs> the police kill over a thousand every year. Then and that, and that and it's hard to, it's hard to even argue that that's not a gang. It's exactly what it is. They've got rankings just like a gang. They've got, you know, you know, that there's a hierarchy there. And, um, and if you don't do what they want you to do, they will kill you. That sounds exactly like a gang to me. Um, and, and they, you know, they extort taxpayer dollars, you know, because any money that goes to them after they're not really serving the community is really stealing because... You Know we pay them to do a service now. If that service isn't done, then why I don't think we should have to pay them. I don't, I, I've never, I have yet to have an encounter with the police where I felt protected or served, and those are the two things they are responsible for doing. When it all comes down to it, when the police when, going back to accountability, when the police don't hold themselves um, to the same accountability, at the very least, the same accountability as they hold. Um, other citizens too. That that breeds um, resentment, and um, resentment of the police is why you have so much acting out, and why you have so much fear of every police encounter, and which is why you have is let you have less cooperation because they don't respect you. They they don't respect you, and they also they don't. Um, they don't trust you. They don't feel safe around you, and that is a problem. And if you cannot see that that's a problem, then you are a bootlicker. And I get so sick and tired of these people saying, "Well, if you don't break the law, then you don't have to worry about." It. But that's not the case. This teacher that got shot—he didn't break the law. It was a it was a mistaken identity. It. So what? So what? <laughs> What do you have to say about that? Like, oh, well, you shouldn't resist. It's like, if you are an African-American male and there are, you know, cops coming at you with guns drawn like they always are, I mean, how cooperative are you going to be when you know that this could possibly be the last seconds that you live? I I know I wouldn't be. So, yeah, breeding that, that them not holding themselves accountable to the same as what they hold us to accountable to, which like I said, you could argue that they should probably be held to a higher standard than us, but just for being fair, I guess, I um, must say that they should be held to the same accountability, okay? So that means if I go punch a co a woman in the face three times, My job has to put me on paid administrative leave. So I get paid to not go to work while they conduct an internal investigation. So this investigation will be done by my buddies, my friends, and, um, and then we'll see if they think I'm guilty or not. And then when they say that I'm not, then, you know, I'll just go on about my life and like nothing ever happened. meanwhile, you have a a victim of an assault there that didn't get justice, um, the mere thought of uh, them conducting the investigation on themselves after what we witnessed the officer what we witnessed in this case especially is that other officer didn't do anything to stop it didn't arrest the officer that struck the victim they didn't he didn't do anything so why on earth be, we can't trust them to even do that why on earth do we trust them to do an internal investigation why do we we just we just accept that that's the norm, and that's what's got to happen. an investigation on uh, you know on their buddies And that leads me to Tyree Nichols. Um, I'm sure you've heard about this unless you're living you've been living under a rock for the last week or so. But Tyree Nichols is the Memphis man, 29 year old Memphis man, who was beaten to death by four or five officers. There's actually been six now arrested for his death, all facing second degree murder charges, um, which alone are punishable by up to 60 years in prison and fines up to $50,000. Even if a defendant did not strike a blow by itself, that would have been fatal. Now, <clears throat> in this particular case, um, we have seen some things that we normally don't see when it comes to um, police brutality. Is that these people were these officers were suspended or fired actually immediately, and um, they're now facing charges immediately. Not we're going to do an internal investigation. Not any of that, they're actually seeing real justice so far in this case. Um, Another notable difference is that all of these officers were black, with the exception of one. So, I don't know. uh, That's a little different. We're used to seeing white officers beating black men to death, not black officers beating black men to death. However, it does suggest, anyways, that maybe this is less a race issue and more of a policing issue, which is what I've been saying all along. Um, I do, I do believe racism exists within the police departments, especially down in the South. However, I do believe that the police are out of control when it comes to everything. Um, and and when I say these things, don't. Don't take it the wrong way and think that I I am suggesting that all police are bad all the time. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. I am suggesting, however, that there are more than just a few bad apples and that every policing institution does have its problems. And this is a perfect example of that um, because in total, four out of the five officers uh, charged, which now there's six, but four out of the initial five officers uh, had been charged or had had discipline had been disciplined for various matters prior to that. So they've got a history of being disciplined and breaking the rules. Um, so they already knew that these officers um, were uh, they typically, were making bad decisions when it comes to the way they were policing. They were breaking rules, and um, then the last one, the um, the last one to be arrested, the sixth one, uh, was Preston Hemphill, uh, and they issued the police issued a statement saying that he violated department policies on personal conduct, truthfulness, and compliance with regulate regulations regarding the use of a taser among. Other violations. So these, I don't know these. These seem like things that this, this feels like it should have been prevented. This feels like it, it easily could have been prevented just by um, taking a good look at our officers and seeing that maybe, just maybe, we don't have the best uh, people. We don't have our best foot forward when it comes to hiring these people. Now. I don't think that the police department made these people like this. I think but I what I do think is that 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 particular profession attracts a certain kind of person that maybe shouldn't be a police officer. I think that the the profession of being a police officer attracts the kind of person who is prone to an authoritarian style policing where you know they they feel like they are in charge of every situation and they forget what their job really is because what a police officer's job really is they're paid for by the community to keep the community safe that's what that's what we use them for that's their job now if they are not doing that and in this this is not just in Memphis this is true across the board Uh, across the entire United States. We have far too many police officers out there that should not be police officers. Um, And that is everywhere. And that's black, white, I don't care. It's, it's, It's a certain personality trait that we need to be able to recognize and vet out prior to ever giving them any sort of authority. Because, I mean, right now... Again, we're off to a banging start for the new year. Um, you know, we've already got we've already got police killing citizens. Uh, we we have it every year. Right around a thousand people a year get killed by the police every single year, uh, like clockwork. Um, meanwhile, we hear the police, you know, say things like, "Well, in the you know, because of officer safety, I'll have you do." and then fill in the blank with whatever they're trying to get you to do that's you know violating your civil liberties usually in the name of officer safety it's like motherfucker you don't even have like a top 25 most dangerous job there are plenty of jobs more dangerous than being a cop but you're the only profession that gets the access to a weapon and gets access to authority and gets um and is able to get away with literal murder in most cases. Now, I, I, I know that in this case they're not going to get away with it. Hopefully, uh, and if they do, it's because they beat it in a trial, which is which I would find to be bullshit. But it would be at least fair, and it's it is our system and how it runs. However, I do find it to be concerning that we don't do more to, um, I don't know to curve this uh this trend right now to buck this trend of you know the police basically killing over a thousand people a year and actually studies have come out that that number is actually very much low or that number is actually a lot higher than what we're saying it's um actually probably more closer to double that uh but it's a lot of um a lot of the times they get uh you know, brushed under the rug or however, you know, they get, they don't get deemed a homicide. They'll get deemed a suicide by cop or something, you know, whatever. And the what's, what's happening now. And I, and I don't believe this is a new phenomenon. Um, I believe that this is a phenomenon that has probably always existed, but now since they're wearing body cams and their CCTV and everybody is walking around with a little literal camcorder in their pocket now it's finally starting to get exposed, probably these actions that have been happening as long as we've had police. Um, so it's a culture that's ingrained inside a police precinct, and it's pro- And that's why it's been so hard to change it. And that's why these cops are doing this, knowing they're being recorded, and, and just thinking that they're doing the right thing. Because this is so ingrained in, their, in the culture of being a cop that they don't think they're doing anything wrong. And that is in itself, is a serious problem that we definitely need to address. Um, I think the cops would be money ahead. They would be money ahead because this has created several protests. Um, Luckily, thank God, most of them have been peaceful and there hasn't been a lot of riots. I think um, the Memphis police chief did a good job by firing these officers right away and holding them accountable right away. I think that has saved... Uh, the country from burning because I think it would have it had they been put, put on administrative leave uh, pending an inv- a paid administrative leave pending an investigation I think we would have seen riots but I think that the police, Just holding them accountable like they would anybody else, that's not enough. I think they needed to go a step further and they still have time. There's still time for them to do that. I think they need to have a march or they need to have another protest. And I think the police need to lead it. I think that the police need to, that all the police need to come out. Speaking up against the actions of these five or six officers and they need to lead a protest saying, hey, this is not what we believe. This is not how we we see things and this is not what we want our colleagues to do. And we do not condone this actions because there's still a number of police officers out there that are making excuses or they're condoning specific certain actions of this officer. Well, he shouldn't have ran or well. But, you know, don't do any of that. You need to come out and say, no, these officers are sick. They killed a man for a traffic ticket, for a traffic ticket, and they need to be held accountable to the full extent of the law. And I would even argue that because they were police officers and because they are um, you know there are special circumstances here i don't believe they should ever be paroled they were put in a position of trust and they violated that trust they get they get a certain level of authority that we we give them because we recognize their job is difficult and dangerous however with that comes you know like there's a greater responsibility and if you violate that you know you violate that trust you should be held accountable to it or you should be held to a higher standard because of that and and until now they've been held to a lower standard but at least now we're starting to see a little bit of maybe a step in the right direction now that being said i think this also this memphis police chief doing uh doing this have you know uh taken action on this as early as they did i think what this does is this now sets the precedent this sets the bar like before they were always saying well we have to do our internal investigation blah 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 we uh need to find out all the facts no not anymore now you fire these motherfuckers and then you sort out the facts this is now the new precedent this is the new this is the new norm this is how you have to handle it because look what didn't happen. This, the, we didn't have riots. We didn't have, you know, like huge disrupting protests all over the. I mean, there were protests for sure, and uh, but they were peaceful, and they were the they were the way that that's written in the Constitution that we were supposed to have the protests. They, and I commend all of the protesters for that. But if you look back through history this has not been the case. Usually they become, they turn violent and they turn into riots, but because of this new approach of arresting the officers, firing them immediately and holding them accountable immediately, that, that shows that that's what that the people have wanted all along. And, and now this has to be the, you know, this has to be the new standard for how we deal with these police interactions that turn violent and turn uh, deadly. I'm going to leave it at that for now. Um, right now at the 30 minute mark, which is right where I wanted to kind of keep it. Um, I am interested in anything that anybody might have to say, or maybe if I got something wrong, um, feel free to comment and I will respond for sure. Um, that is going to be a wrap for now. I've got, another one coming out here in the next couple days because I did miss last week. I've been trying to do one every week, but I missed one last week due to the fact of a family emergency, but everything's okay now. So this one was supposed to come out last week, which I'm kind of glad it didn't now because I was able to get more facts on this, this new Memphis situation. However, um, I already had one scheduled for this week. So I'm going to put it out here in the next day or two uh, because I already have most of it recorded. So I appreciate you listening and you have a good rest of your day and great week. Thank you. Goodbye.